Welcome into the At The Yard Podcast. Today's guest is four-time LA City Section Championship winning coach Josh Leinhard of El Camino Real. Coach Leinhard is going to talk about his path to El Camino Real, take a look back on the 2019 season, and preview the 2020 season. All that and more on episode 32 of the At The Yard Podcast. Josh, welcome into the podcast. I'm pumped to have you in. Uh, you know, it's been long overdue. Uh, I'm really excited to have you. Thanks for braving the elements. I know it's about 100 degrees where you are uh, and uh, taking some time to chat with us. I appreciate it, Les. Thanks for the opportunity to be on. And I know others have, you know, commended you on what you do for uh, high school uh, baseball. So I want to do the same thing. I really, uh, you know, enjoy watching PBR do their thing on the side. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate you saying that. So, Josh, you got a pretty long and illustrious career. You're going into your 12th year there at El Camino Real, your 22nd year overall in the coaching business. And, shoot, man, you look at you, and I, I can't figure out how you've been coaching for 22 years. You look like you're 30 years old. So <laughs> it's, been quite a, it's been quite a ride for you. So leading up to El Camino Real, you, you had some stops along the way. Uh, you know, take us through that and then kind of what was the breakthrough that finally landed you at El Camino Real before we dive into what's happened there the last 12 years? Uh, well, right out of Cal State here when I was done playing up there, I just got into coaching right away. Um, locally up there, Tennyson High School, um, was there for two years. I actually was the head JV coach for two years and never coached one JV game because once grades came out, Half the kids were ineligible, kind of lower socioeconomic uh, uh, area. Um, and then I moved to Mount Eden High School. I was there for two. And I was the head frost soft coach there. And then knew nothing about the L.A. area, except I was going to CSUN for their credential program. And started putting my resumes in, in people's boxes, subbing in the Conejo Valley Unified School District. Got on at West Hill or um, Westlake High School. Was there for a year. Ran into one of my former teammates at at Cal State Hayward. Uh, he was coaching at El Camino. Said, hey, man, if it doesn't work out over at Westlake for you, give me a call. So I called him up because the coach there got fired. And, you know, was a head JV coach for here for three years. And then got my head first job at Granada. I was there for three and then came back as a head guy in 09 for El Camino. Man, it's funny you say that you ran into a former teammate and, you know, it seems like every coach I talk to when they talk about, you know, how they got their break or how they got into coaching wherever they're at, it's usually, you know, I ran into a guy I played with or I ran Mm -hmm. into a a former coach and just really goes to show how small and tight knit the baseball community is, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. And so you you take over there at El Camino Real uh, and You've, you know, you're going into your 12th year, as we mentioned. It's been a pretty fun ride for you guys. I mean, you've six WVL titles. You guys won it again last year. Uh, you know, you have four city titles, including back-to-back in 2015, 2016. You've coached a number of guys that have gone on to play Division One baseball, so a few that have been drafted, one that made his debut in 2017. Yeah. I mean, what is it about that area in particular? Uh, and then that league 
which is, you know, by and by and large, the best in the city league in the city section, excuse me. What is it about, you know, that league that just, this kind of breeds such good baseball. Yeah. I know a lot of it had to do uh, when I first came on as a JV coach, we had West Hills little league, which was back then there was no travel ball. Um, and it was pretty much, that was feeding us. We would probably get 70% of the kids. Chaminade, Crespi, and Calabasas would kind of get the other 30%. And since then, it's kind of, you know, travel ball's taken over. Um, and so we don't get too many kids from West Hills, but it's still a lot of kids in the area that, you know, want to come to El Camino, I think, just because of the longstanding tradition that was put forth from Mike Mile years ago. Um, and, you know, it's by, by far the toughest city section league, like you mentioned, um, you know, we have open division, which started two years ago and only 12 teams get in. And last year, five of the West, five of the six West Valley league teams were in that open division. Wow. That's that. I mean, that's, and then you move on into the fight and, you know, further into the playoffs and it's usually those West Valley league teams that are there at the end, usually, you know, two or three of them in the final four, if not all four of them. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Last year it was, uh, you know, just us in I think Birmingham. Um, and you know, it was Paul, we, uh, they played Pauly. We played Palisades. That was the first time that in three years that it hadn't been an all West Valley final four. Yeah, so, so you guys, last year, you guys go 23-9-1. You win the West Valley League, uh, you know, bow out of the playoffs in the second round, as you mentioned there, uh, to Palisades. And, uh, you know, not the way you want it to end, obviously, but winning league has got to be pretty special for your guys. And I'm sure when you guys kick off the season, you know, the goal initially, I'm sure is, with, as is the case with most coaches, is, Let's win league. Let's get into playoffs, and then let's you know let's make a run. I mean, how how special is that for you, having won six of them in eleven years? And just to kind of piggyback on that, does any one of those teams really stand out to you of those six you know West Valley League title teams? Is there you know one team that kind of stands out to you more than the others? Yeah, I mean it's. Uh... I don't know if anyone stands out more than another. Uh, they've all been pretty, pretty special for sure. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really tough. I think that our non-league schedule, um, which we put together, we try to play the best teams out there because uh, we know how tough our league is. And for us to be prepared and battle-tested to go into those, you know, West Valley League games, um, those early, early season games are very, very important. Um, you know, I, I, I would think the 2010 team, just because it was my first title, uh, that was pretty special. Um, you know, it was, we had a good, I think it was an eight-inning um, game against Banning, in which we won at Banning, pretty hostile environment, really, really good high school baseball game, probably one of the best I've been able to be a part of and watch, um, or coach in and watch. And then, you know, the, we ended up beating San Pedro, I think, nine to eight. It was kind of a back and forth affair, roller coaster ride, and that's why I'm kind of bald and gray as it is because of those games like that. Um, so I mean, that would probably stand out just because of my first. But I mean, all those teams, um, kind of you know, winning West Valley League usually coincides with having a pretty good playoff run, and you know, going to Dodger Stadium came up short last year, unfortunately, but no doubt we had a really good season last year. 
Yes, let me take you back to your, your high school days. You played at Kearney High School there in San Diego. And, uh, you know, that's 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 a pretty pretty much a, you know, when I, at least when I was growing up down there and around the same time you were down there, you know, Kearney, when you thought of Kearney, you thought of, you know, the, the Comets football program for sure. You know, what was that like? I mean, playing at a school predominantly known for, for football, uh, you know, and how did that kind of shape you on your path? You know, then you went to San Diego City and then, as you mentioned, finished up playing at Cal State Hayward. You know, what? so what was what were the early days like for Josh Leinhardt playing at, uh, at Kearney High School? Um, it was not very, you know, not, not very illustrious. Um, I ran, actually ran cross country in the fall and then, and then played baseball. Um, it was good. I mean, we were in a tough league. I mean, it was the, I think we were in the Western league then. So we had uni high school, which actually their home field was USD at that time. Um, that's before they became cathedral. Yeah. Um, yeah across the street from USD there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we played UC, uh, uh, university city. I think La Jolla was in our league at that time. Mission Bay, you know, with Coach Pugh's squads were, you know, they were forced to be, oh, every year. Um, So, I mean, it it was, we we got our bell rung a little bit during during those games. But, you know, it was was good. I had a bunch of uh, good buddies, and we had a really small team every year. Uh, Like you said, football and basketball and track was our, you know, claim to fame down there. Um, we had really good athletes in, in all three of those sports. Um, so, I mean, it was, it, you know, it I had a good time in high school. Yeah. So you move on to San Diego city. Then before, then, then from there you move on to Cal state Hayward. So, yeah. I mean, how are those experiences, you know, helped you as a coach in terms of, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe relating with kids or just kind of, you know, telling them, Hey, there, there's more than one path, right? I mean, it seems like yeah. nowadays, nowadays it's, it's this mentality of D one or bust, but Correct. it really is, you know, so many paths to the end game there. So, I mean, how, how did those experiences, you know, at San Diego city, uh, you know, and then at Cal state Hayward help you in terms of, you know, moving forward in your coaching career? Uh, well, in both those, I was just a pitcher only. Um, so I got to kind of, you know, spectate quite a bit during practices and shag balls. So I actually would pick our coach's brain quite a bit or even watch his mannerisms or watch how he would speak to players and whatnot at both city with coach, uh, Watson and Harmon at that time. And then, you know, up at Cal State Hayward pitching, I was pretty much with the pitching coach, you know, 90% of the time anyways, um, so just kind of watching them, picking their brains, and then knowing that's what I wanted to do uh, was eventually, um, you know, get into coaching. So just kind of learning, you know, very, very, very visual in that sense. Um, so, so let me ask you, at what point did you know you wanted to get into coaching? Because, you know, you bring that up that, hey, I, that, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Sounds like maybe before you got to Cal State Hayward, is that something you felt like, yes. hey, I want to go into teaching and coaching when I'm done playing? Yeah, well, once I figured out that, you know, my fastball with 30 mile per hour wind behind my back, I topped out at maybe like 81, that I wasn't really going to go very far with that. Um, so, yeah, definitely right after City, you know, transferring up to Hayward and got in the kinesiology program up there. And they got a really, really good one. Um, and just kind of as soon as I was done playing, I just like I said, I started coaching at tennis in high school like right away as soon as the season was done. And then you figured out, hey, I got to get a credential to get, you know, teaching yeah. on campus at that point. And then that that 
makes the move down to Northridge, right? Yep. Yep. Got in their credential program down here, was subbing, you know, when uh, I didn't have classes or whatnot that particular day. And yeah, I mean, I, I lucked out here at El Camino. I was actually student teaching spring of 03. And uh, someone tried to become an athletic director at that time that opened up a position. So I actually taught a class called Life Skills. And then I think I had one period of teaching PE at that time. So I uh, got, got my foot in the door. I was in the right place, right right time, and worked out good. So let's go back to your league play just quickly. I mean, I'm yeah. you know, looking at some of the box scores from last year and you know, your last two regular season games against Birmingham, a two to one win and a four to three win, uh, you know, for, for people who haven't been to, you know, that game, cause that seems to be the game, uh, in that league, you know, describe that for us. What, what's the atmosphere like? I mean, obviously I'm assuming your, your players are geeked up for it. You guys probably as coaches are pretty geeked up for it, but what's, what's that atmosphere like for somebody who's never been to one of those games? I think it's pretty exciting. Uh, the place is pretty packed. I mean, we've got a small venue. We've got a ramp right behind home plate, so a lot of people stand on that ramp. So you can actually – they're actually above kind of home plate. Uh, it's a pretty good aerial view looking down. Birmingham's got a nice, uh, you know, setting also. A lot, a lot of bleacher area. Um, and it's just, you know, two West Valley League teams trying to beat each other up, you know, throughout the course of the game. So it's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, so let's. Uh, you got you had a pretty exciting player uh, in Cole Kitchen last year. Graduated, has moved on to play baseball at Santa Clara. Yeah. Uh, and when I saw you guys uh, early last spring, uh, gosh, I can't remember where where, where I saw you guys. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, you you you're like, hey, this guy, he's got a you know, he's got a chance to be pretty special. I think that was actually his junior year when you told me that. And uh, yeah. You know, and and sure enough, you know, he he went off, and you know, it seems like those types of players are what you see in, in your league guys that can really get after it, really play ball who maybe don't fit the the mold, right. You know, of being a, mm-hmm. a six, four, 200 pound outfielder, mm-hmm. uh, but guys that can really, really play, you know, what was, what was, what, what did he, you know, kind of bring to the table and mean to your program in terms of, you know, where, 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 where you guys were in the last few years and, you know, his role in that. I mean, he, he was the type of player who's very quiet um, in terms of, you know, he wasn't a vocal leader, but he was definitely a leader on and off the field. He got it done in the classroom. He was punctual at practice. He worked so hard at practice all the time, never really took a rep off. Um, and he actually, you know, developed into a really good pitcher a summer going into his senior season because I was expecting him to pitch. Um, but I didn't know what he would turn into and he was turning into a really, really good pitcher. So they're given an opportunity to, uh, you know, be a two way guy to start off the fall season up there at Santa Clara. So I'm hoping he does pretty well, but he, you know, guys fed off of him, you know, if kitchen brought excitement to the game. Everyone else is going to be excited. So he, everyone fed off of him for sure. So let's, uh, let's, let's kind of look ahead here to the 2020 season. And before actually we do that, I want to touch on something you brought up and that's your schedule with your preseason game. And, you know, you guys do in January, you do the MLK deal down with Jay Sarah. I mean, you guys play a who's who, you know, in the fall and in the winter, and then you get your, then you get your big games going there in the early spring. It looks like you got a little excitement back there. Uh, what you, know, you talk about, you know, playing those games in preparation 
for you know your league, you know. But what uh, you know, what's kind of the mindset behind? You know, coming down to play the Orange County teams, going out. You know, I saw you guys at Ayala a couple of years ago, you know, going out into the, the, the valley there, the San Gabriel Valley, going out into the Inland Empire, play some of those teams. What, what's the benefit for your program and your players to see those sorts of teams? Uh, I think it benefits, one, the, the style of play that those teams play. Two, the, the amount of athletes they have on those teams. Uh, I mean, they got, you know, college players left and right in their lineups and on the field and whatnot. Um, and plus, it gets us out of our particular area of, you know, San Fernando Valley allows us to travel out, kind of see other schools, see other t- cities and just kind of other fields and say, look, this is, you know, top notch baseball. Let's see what we're about. You know, we want to always compete against the best. Plus, it's going to get us better. Um, so I, I, I no doubt want to challenge our our team as much as possible yeah it's, it seems to work and you've had the opportunity to play in some some pretty notable tournaments here in the last few years but there's one tournament i know that's really near and dear to you and that's the san diego lions tournament you know why, why is that tournament so important to you and you know why do you guys keep going back every year well i mean i obviously played in the lions tournament when they had like three divisions and now they got I don't know, nine. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they had, I think they had 118 teams last year or something like that. Uh, And, you know, Pete Gallagher does an awesome job putting that thing together, running it. It's very affordable. It's not too far. And we know, like, teams go to Vegas uh, from the Valley. And I I think they're, you know, early on in those games and those tournaments, they're usually beating up on teams or, you know, there's really not good games until the championship game from what I've seen, like box box scores and all that stuff. I know when we go to San Diego, we're going to be tested, you know, every game. Um, and, you know, the parents love it because they actually, and our parents travel really, really well. Uh, our parents are awesome over here. They, we usually down in San Diego have more fans than the home team does when we travel down there. Wow. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, they, the parents know that the players are with the coaching staff at this hotel. Players, uh, the parents go to their hotel. And it allows them to have a break from one another and then just go watch your kids play for, you know, four days. So it's pretty, pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So let, let, let's let's move ahead here to 2020 and and, you know, this coming spring. We'll be here before you know it. Right. You have uh, mm-hmm. you bring back three guys that that I'm, I'm really high on uh, in, in Stephen Hernandez. Uh, and Dominic Carnes and Andy Ambrose, and then you add your pitcher, Adam Christopher. Uh, you know, those four guys provide a, a pretty strong nucleus for you moving into 2020. Who are some of the other t- – talk, talk to us a little bit about those guys. Okay. I mean, when Andy came over last year, uh, he had to sit out because of the transfer rules, and then, he, I mean, his impact was immediate. I think the first – his first pitch that he saw, you know, we're at uh, Peninsula, I think, and he went grand slam right center field. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Um, so, I mean, we saw his power right away. Um, so that was definitely a huge addition to us. And Dominic at shortstop is – I think he's like one of the best defensive shortstops in our area. He's, he's really, really smooth up the middle. Uh, and he can pitch pretty well. I know you liked him. Uh, I think that we saw you at Jay Sarah in the MLK tournament last year, yeah. where you were talk, referring to before. Yeah. Uh, so Dominic, you know, he's going to get some time on the mound. Uh, he's, uh, cause we're, you know, us losing Jack Wisnett, Joey Klein and kitchen. That's a lot of innings. We just lost from graduation. Uh, Adam has been, um, pretty much a starter on the mound since his freshman year. 
and he's done you know phenomenal job for us. He did really really good. Had a shaky start to the beginning of his, of his junior season, but then was just lights out the rest of the way. I actually pitched a really good semifinal game. Just you know we didn't score any runs, so not going to win too many games that way. Um, and then uh, who's oh Steven? Steven, you know he's going to get a shot to play first base this year, uh, pretty much every day. And like you've seen his left-handed stroke, it's pretty, it's pretty sweet and fun to watch. So uh, looking forward to him to just keep, keep going. Who are some of the other guys that maybe we don't know too much about, or maybe some younger guys that we don't know too much about that, you know, you're kind of hoping and, and counting on moving forward into 2020 to make an impact. We'll definitely count a lot on uh, Josh Klein behind the dish. He's a sophomore. Um, he caught, when games didn't conflict with the varsity season last year, he came up and got some playing time, went down to San Diego with us, got some playing time. Uh, he can no doubt, you know, do well as a backstop back there for us. Um, and he had a really good summer, summer season swinging the bat. Uh, we got two new transfers also, uh, Spencer Marston from Notre Dame, uh, middle infielder. He can also pitch. And then Jack Weaver from Crespi, who is also an infielder. Uh, so with those two acquisitions, once the sit-out period is over, uh, should you know should fill in pretty pretty quick for us. Nice, nice. So we'll get some eyes on those guys. Hopefully, during yeah. the the J Serapi the tournament as well. So let's talk about your schedule. What do you what do you have on your schedule for 2020? Your preseason. Obviously, we know what your league is all about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what do you have preseason wise out of conference games? Uh, that you know, what are you looking forward to in those games, and, and who are you playing? Well, the Easton schedule won't come out till probably end of December, beginning of January. Uh, but on you know, it'll be it'll be all Southern Section teams most likely. So we'll see a lot of good teams in that. Um, we have Thousand Oaks and West Ranch, Pauley and Narbonne on our non-league, our four, four non-league games. Um, so definitely, we always play West Ranch every year. Uh, Pauly and Narbon, we picked up T.O. this year, so I'm definitely looking forward to that with the, those, all those dudes over there. Um, it's, oh, oh. Yeah, we actually just played them uh, this Saturday, too, so it was, uh, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and then, you know, the San Diego tournament, um, that schedule doesn't come out, I think, till December as well. And then I'm actually hosting a tournament for the first time on just random Saturdays. So we have uh, we have some good teams in there as well, uh, a lot of local teams. So kind of like the Redondo tournament spread out Correct. On, on Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, speaking of Redondo, I mean, you guys took it to them pretty good last year. That was a really good uh, Redondo team. I mean, that must have you know pumped you guys up going into the back half of your schedule. Yeah, no doubt. We actually another guy, another pitcher we're going to rely on this year. Uh, his name's Ethan Glassman. Uh, he actually pitched against Redondo and against El Segundo and beat both those teams. So, I mean, I'm hoping, uh, you know, he comes in and if he can kind of duplicate, you know, the success he had against both of those teams, it's going to be uh, fun to watch. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, Okay. So before I let you go, Josh, we've been doing this thing, this rapid fire deal. And I know, Hey, we're both San Diego natives. We both like, our, our, we both have similar tastes in music, it sounds like, and it looks uh-huh. like, and just from stuff we've shared to do with each other. So I'm going to put you on the hot seat with the rapid-fire questions. Uh, 
whole idea is I'm going to snap off a question, you fire back an answer, and we just kind of keep moving forward, okay? Uh, right. Some of the some of these, have, you know, we've used for other coaches. I, I like them. They're they're pretty telling on a guy's personality, in my opinion. Uh, and then some of these are going to be specific to you. Okay, okay. so are you, are you ready to rock? Sure. All right, here we go. Del Taco or Taco Bell? Taco Bell. Hip-hop or gangster rap? Hip-hop. Favorite sports team? San Francisco Giants. Easy E or Too Short? Too Short. Go to yeah. song to sing in the yeah. shower. You're <laughs> killing me, man. Go, go, to, go to song. Hey, to I, sing I, was born in, in, I was born in Fremont. So that's, that's, uh, that, well, that, yeah. that's true. That's true. I'll give yeah. you that. Right, go to song to sing in the shower. I'll go to song. I got a lot of them. Probably Journey, Don't Stop Believing. Oh, I like it. Favorite stadium yeah. you've ever been in? Oof. That's a tough Wrigley. I like it. Best dancer yeah. on the team. Ooh, well, Joey Klein just left. So that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with Adam Christopher just because he's got the most energy on the team. Uh, best singer on the team. Ooh. That's a good I have no idea. I'd have to, I'd go with Adam on that one too, just because uh, he's the most vocal. <laughs> uh, Biggie or Tupac? Ooh. That's a tough one. Uh, I'll stick with the West Coast and Tupac, but I do uh, love some, some Biggie. Okay, yeah, I, I know. I knew that would be a tough one. <laughs> Mac, <laughs> Mac or PC? I've always had a PC. Okay. Uh, yeah. fa- your favorite vacation spot with you and your family? Maui. Attaboy. Trackman or yeah. Rapsodo? Trackman or Rapsodo? No idea. All right. I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. College football or the NFL? College football. Costco or Sam's Club? I do not belong to either, but I do like Costco more than Sam's Club. Okay. Stretch or wind up? Well, most important pitches are out of the stretch, so I'll go stretch. All right. Small ball or gorilla ball? Well, we have no gorillas, or very few, so I'll go small ball. <laughs> in 2009, before the bats were changed, that was we had 49 home runs here uh, my first year over here. So that was we had some gorillas there. 49 home runs in a high school season? Yeah, well, and then I took over Granada, and that's when Mustakas, Dominguez, uh, Coyle, they hit 72 that year, I believe. Oh, those guys. And, and oh, those yeah. guys, those guys were in your league and had to deal with that. Oh, huh? awful. It was awful. Yeah, that, that, was, that was probably fun. Thank, thank goodness we have a 10 run rule in the city section. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> right on, Josh. Well, that, that, you're off the hot seat. That was that was a lot of fun. I appreciate your insight on those. But uh, yeah, man, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast and, and sharing some insights into El Camino Real baseball and obviously your path to, to where you are and you know, what you've accomplished, which is very, you know, it's, it's significant, man. Four city titles is, is nothing to wink your eyes out. Right. Um, yeah. and then, then the back to back, I still have that shirt and I still wear that shirt proudly that you sent me three years ago. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I love it, man. So again, man, I, I, I appreciate it. And I, I thank you enough you know, for coming on and, and chatting with me. I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. Really, really liked it. Look forward to seeing you down the road. Yeah, man, we'll see you uh, really soon, probably here in, I mean, if not before January, uh, definitely in January, right? You yeah, guys yeah. Doing, you guys are doing the Jay Sarah deal again? No, we're actually at the Long Beach State uh, team camp this year. 
Ah, okay. Okay. Well, I'll and then, be, then we I'll got, be. uh, we're at Ayala versus Ayala and King on, uh, in, um, January as well. That's the one I, yeah, that's yeah. the one I've got on my calendar. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll be in touch well before then, uh, Josh, but you know, again, man, thanks a bunch for coming on. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Les. I want to thank El Camino Real head coach, Josh Leinhardt for joining us on the podcast today. Be sure to check out PrepBaseballReport.com for all your news and information about high school baseball in the state of California. And until next time, we'll see you at the yard.